0: Oh, All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafell back here on Turnbuckle Talk.
1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am back from being on location. Or if you listened to last week's podcast, you will know that Bin Hamin actually came, kidnapped me, no. took me away on a cruise. And I had to kind of bribe him a little bit. To release me. Unfortunately, it cost me way too much money to be released. But thankfully, I have been released with a promise that... Maybe... Something harmful may come to Jargo for him. Making sure that Bin Hamid kidnapped me. But I doubt anything harmful is going to happen because... Yeah, I just don't think it will.
0: All Well, and of course, uh, we are powered by the p- grillposition.com and proud part of the War Network. We're, of course, uh, again, uh, you mentioned my uh, thanks to Jergo for filling in last week while Carl was absent um, doing whatever he was doing while uh, being kidnapped there. So, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> to end off the, the – uh, this is, is going to be our last episode for 2018, Carl. Wow.
1: Alrighty, Already. Already. Last episode of 2018, we've made some huge strides. We've come a very long way. We have rebranded within 2018. We have gone through and really made a push for ourselves. We became Mm semi-famous, I guess you could say, within at least this community because people recognize us and see us and talk to us and know who we are. As well, we were found by Ryan K. Bowman, the editor-in-chief and owner of TheGorillaPosition.com, who asked us to come into his fold and become part of the Roar Network and TheGorillaPosition.com. And we could not be happier with how 2018 has gone for us here at Formerly JK Podcast. Mm -hmm. And now, turnbuckle talk.
0: Yep, absolutely, Carl. And so the way we're going to do this last episode of 2018 here is we're going to go about a bit of a different way here. We're going to go through, I have a list of approximately 20 or so categories ranging from some of the best things to some of the questionable to some of the worst things of the year. We're going we're to go through and we're going to uh, give our picks for these certain categories here. And we're going to start off with a pretty good one right off the bat here, Carl. And this is now to keep in mind with all these, this is not only limited to the WWE. This is spanning the entire business of professional wrestling.
1: Before you go any further, I just want to say on top of that, I listened to last week's episode. Yep. And I do want to give a kudos to Jargo for the amazing job that he did Mm -hmm. in my absence. And to kind of go along with that, He brought up a very good point, and and, and the WWE is entertainment. It's Mm -hmm. sports entertainment, and the rest of it is the world of professional wrestling. So very well on point, very well said. Mm -hmm. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you really need to go back and listen to it, because Jargo really hit the nail on the head when it comes to the differentiations between the two. Right. So we're going to incorporate with our lists a little bit of professional wrestling and entertainment Mm -hmm. to finish off 2018.
0: Absolutely. So to kick things off here, Carl and everybody listening, we're going to start off with the best storyline of 2018. And I will let you kick off here.
1: Sure. Just to give everybody a little bit of inside info, we both kind of went through and on our own kind of made our own picks here. So it's going to be a little bit of a surprise to each one of us as to the picks that we had given. So mine, I want to go through best storyline that I can think back on for the year of 2018 that really stands out to me. Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Ooh. The two of them in the latter part of 2018 mm-hmm. had really gone through and just the amazing stuff that both of them did in storyline fashion, going back and forth and, and you know, going to the different pay per views and going to the cruise and going to yep. all of this different stuff. And, and Jericho even coming out dressed as somebody else. And, and re- like, I mean, just for me, I thought that that was the best storyline of 2018.
0: Absolutely. An excellent choice for me. I'm going to go, and this is interesting because this is going to actually be, as we kind of go down, pretty telling about uh, the current landscape here. I am also going to go outside of the WWE for the best storyline of 2018. And I am going to go with Matt Taven as the real ROH world heavyweight champion, which also involved Jay Lethal and Dalton Castle. To me, that and I even got to see some of it in person with the CW show up in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. They really went the old school way of this disputed title and, and very much sticking with the kayfabe and keeping things going. Even as much like when Taven came up came up with that title and still keeping that storyline going, they they kept a kayfabe and it is actually still going and could still be running into twenty nineteen.
1: Definitely. So who knows, 2019's best storyline could still be <laughs> the real ROH champion.
0: In, in that car involving three guys. I mean, Matt Taven, Jay Lethal, and Dawn Castle. Like, outside of the WWE, the, those three guys are killing it right now.
1: They are it. Yeah. They, they are uh, a personification of professional wrestling, those yeah. three guys right there. Uh, there are other names definitely that are uh, to be included in there. But just for th- those three, like yep. 100% personification of professional wrestling.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys. So that's the best storylines for our picks for 2019. Going from that to our second one, going in the complete opposite direction, our worst storylines of the, the worst storyline of this past year. I'll start off this time, and for me, this took about two seconds to pick it. I am going to pick Nicholas as Braun Strowman's tag team partner at WrestleMania. Why is that my pick, folks, you may be asking? It is because for the sole reason that they overlooked every... Every talented person, every guy that didn't get to work at WrestleMania, they overlooked all of them and basically a slap in the face. And instead of going with somebody that didn't have an opportunity to wrestle at WrestleMania, they picked a child from the audience. And that is why, for me, that is the worst storyline of the year.
1: I honestly had not even thought or remembered that one. So (laughs) kudos to you for remembering that my... Worst storyline for 2018. Baron Corbin as general (laughs) manager. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I I don't know what more you can really say on top of that. Mm -hmm. The whole, I I can't say the whole general manager storyline within the uh, entertainment of of, you know the WWE. Uh, was a bad thing because it really wasn't in the beginning when they first started it it was it was going very well. things were doing very good with it, but then once they started kind of oh this guy's you know got injured by whatever, and now you know we have to bring in this new general manager or this one's fired or that one's whatever it just started to really snowball into yeah. a cluster of problems, and for myself, I think the biggest was Baron Corbin.
0: And uh, going along with that, I think three major things are the reason why that didn't work. Number one, it's in WWE and they're struggling with the writing because as Jargo had mentioned on last, last week's episode, 26 writers trying to write this and keep it cohesive. That's problem number one. Problem number two, you had a guy thrust into that role that just frankly isn't very good at it. And... On top of that, you have just that general manager, especially the heel general manager, has been done to death these this time, and, and to have that again done by somebody who can't do it very well for a company that's having trouble running storylines—it's a trifector of bad.
1: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And that—that's something that you know Jargo had brought up as well last week. That we have brought up several times is the amount of writers that are there trying to do. All the same thing and trying to collectively come together, it just doesn't work collectively with 26 different people putting their hand in that pot.
0: Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, going from that to something very positive, very good. The best match, and again, folks, this is WWE, could be from any other promotion. The best match of 2018. What's your pick, Carl?
1: I am going with something that a lot of people probably have not seen, but I do recommend that you try to find it. June 9th, the Osaka Joe Hall, Ooh. New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion, Kenny Omega versus Okada. Oof. One of the most amazing matches that I have seen in my entire Career, I guess you could say of watching professional wrestling this year was, I can't say that it was a 10 out of 10, but I would give it at least an eight out of 10 for that match. 2018's best match Omega versus Okada.
0: Excellent choice for me. The match comes from one of the most talked about shows from the entire year from all in that sold out the Sears Center in Chicago. And I am, of course, referring to my pick for the best match of 2018. Of course, Cody versus Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. It was just old-fashioned pro wrestling done to perfection, in my opinion.
1: I would have to agree with you there. It definitely was. With that, they went... Old school professional wrestling with it. They had a spectacular when it comes to even just the ring entrances themselves, having other former champions behind them coming out with them. As well as just the, the the pageantry that was there when it came to this match and the build up for this match, the hype that they did for this match, the sh- vignettes that they shot for this match, yeah. everything was just on point, and I would have to be in agreement.
0: Yeah, it it every it every checkmark, Carl, and, and even with that build with uh, them facing off in the ring. And Ring of Honor, they, you know, I, I went back and actually watched it before we uh, started recording here today, and they just they, they built it up perfectly. The matches executed properly. There were even a few elements of newer school stuff in there, you know, you had Brandy at, uh, at roadside doing the managerial role to perfection. You know, you had Tommy Dreamer yeah. and Diamond Dallas Page in uh, the corner as well. You know, just it, it had all those elements there of just a great match, and ended up being my pick for this year. Nice. So going from that to the worst match of 2018, Carl. Let's go with your pick first.
1: My pick first, WrestleMania 34, Brock Lesnar Hmm. versus Roman Reigns. Unfortunately, Fortunately, yes, it is the WWE's largest pay-per-view of the year, but I think that it really crapped the bed when it came to a main event of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. It just had debauchery written all over it.
0: <laughs> uh, it it's hard to argue against it, and if you notice, you know, and this is going to turn into probably a bit of a trend throughout this episode here, you notice that two of our worsts, have come from the big WWE company. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. So my choice for the worst match of 2018 comes from probably the most controversial event from this year from Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. And this is Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus the Brothers of Destruction. The best way to sum up this match, it was like a fight at the old folks' home. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're right, though. I mean, now, 100% it was. Now, to give everybody a visual picture, picture this. You're watching The Simpsons <clears throat> and Homer decides that he is going to take the family and they're going to go and visit grandpa at the home. Yep. And they walk in there and they see a bunch <laughs> of the old people with their walkers. Holding their walkers up and trying to push at the other person and slowly making their way over to slap somebody else. And just kind of picture that comedic looking type of old person fight in yep. your. El- I shouldn't say old person. I'm sorry. That's offensive. Elderly person. You
0: can say fight. old person. We're, we're not PC on this show.
1: <laughs> uh, for all those snowflakes out there, I'm sorry. So for. <laughs> all of that you've got this comedic looking fight going yeah. on between all these elderly people that is exactly how it felt it does didn't necessarily show that way it wasn't really that comedic but that is how it felt watching that match
0: for me, the biggest thing that disappoints me and angers me about this match, and I'm sure you will sh- share the sentiment because he's one of your favorite rest- wrestlers of all time, and this is actually something that Jargo brought up. I believe it was on Hanging the Marks. I'm not, I don't think it was on uh, last week's show, that with Shawn Michaels, you, with that match, ruined any possibility of having that comeback WrestleMania moment for him with this moment, with him. He did the best that he could. You know, you know props to him, but I mean... It, it should have something like that should have happened at one final WrestleMania if they really insisted on going that way, instead of this, arguably, uh, the show has been almost kind of return, uh, termed as blood money instead of crown jewel, just because of the, the, everything surrounding that, you know, it just, it, it ruined that possible last moment for Sean. If that was his last match in WWE, what that just, that tarnishes his career a little bit. I think
1: a hundred percent. I agree.
0: Sad to say, All right, so going from that now, Carl, to something positive again. Our pick for Best Female Wrestler of 2018. I will start off this time, and my pick is something I had to think a little bit about, but then it became much more clear with this, and I am actually going to switch it up from what I actually initially put on my list here carl because i did some more investigating with this and this name will possibly very much surprise you but we had to look at what she did this year she was involved in the may young classic she was also involved at one of the biggest independent wrestling shows of all time with all in for what she accomplished this year my pick for the best female wrestler of this year is madison rain or ashley rain wow Cause she accomplished uh, an across the board on more platforms than any. She was involved in Impact Wrestling. She was involved with WWE, and she was involved with All In. She is my pick for the best female wrestler of 2018.
1: I not saying that I disagree, but I mean, yeah, I, I she that's a very good pick. Um, who who was who was your original pick?
0: My original pick was Tessa Blanchard. Okay, the reason why I, I I switched it up is I think that she accomplished more on more platforms than anybody else this year.
1: And yeah, yeah, she definitely did.
0: Yep. Yeah. And and did it well at, in in impact in WWE and at all in she was impressive at all three shows and that's why I had to switch up my pick.
1: But that's something that I've really come to expect from Ashley. Or Madison, uh, yep. whatever you want to call her, right? Yep. Um, even back in, in TNA wrestling <clears throat> when she was, you know, working with the beautiful people with Angelina Love and Velvet yep. Sky and, you know, all of the work that she used to do there as well. She's really always been on point when it comes to working in the ring. So good pick. I like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Mine might surprise somebody. Might surprise people. Might be that much of a surprise to everybody.
0: He's going to pick Oscar.
1: I will not
0: pick Asuka.
1: <laughs> no, this probably should not be a surprise to anybody who has been watching the world of professional wrestling and entertainment mm-hmm. throughout the year of 2018. My pick is Tony Storm. Ooh. Yes. From everything that she did, and, and I take 2017 into account, kind of when I was going through this and, and, you know, the trials that she had and, and the downs that she had. To really make this this awesome comeback in 2018 to come all the way through, win the May Young Classic, go through, be in the finals for the uh, first ever UK Women's Championship belt, unfortunately losing to Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. But going all the way through to make it to the finals of that as well, she has really proven herself in 2018 and being under the age of 25 And accomplishing everything that she has in 2018, she is the best female, in my opinion, for 2018.
0: She hits those three major check marks that you want out of a a good professional wrestler, Carl. She has absolutely the look. She has the character work, and she can work in that ring. And you hit those three check marks, and you are going to make it in this business.
1: She's got the looks, she's got the talk, and she's got the moves.
0: There you go, folks. Alright. Now going over to the male side. Best male wrestler of two thousand
1: eighteen. I had to go with Cody. One hundred percent I I could I I racked my brain. I'm going through and I I'm I'm really like it took me a while for both the best female and the best male for 2018, because I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, thought about names like Kenny Omega as well, who has done phenomenal with everything that he's done. Uh, I've looked at you know Pentagon as well. He was another one that I kind of kind of looked at. Um, you know, I like Dalton Castle, mm-hmm. another name that was really in there, uh, culminating all to, I think cody for the best male wrestler of the year
0: my pick for best male wrestler of 2018 is going to be one of the two who headlined one of the biggest independent wrestling shows that sold out a venue outside of wwe and that is also cody oh no he made one of the I, th- I think that, at least in my opinion, and I think that you will likely agree with me and some of our listeners may agree, outside of the WWE, he made the biggest impact on the professional wrestling business in the year of 2018.
1: Agreed. 100%. I agree with that
0: statement. And for that pick alone, I'm sorry, for that reason alone, he's my my winner in my opinion. Nice. So going from that to the best tag team of 2018. And this is one that I had to spend a little bit of time thinking about myself. And then very quickly, I made my choice. And as biased as it may kind of seem, my favorite tag team of the 2018 is the Young Bucks. Really? For tag team wrestling in 2018, they appeared in more promotions and made the biggest impact in the business, in my opinion, and even had WWE people talking about them. For me... That puts them above everybody else.
1: That is a very good choice when it comes to tag team wrestling. The Young Bucks have always been really good at what they do, no matter what anybody says. I mean, they they, they were young. They came in, I mean, clearly Young Bucks in their name, right? Like they came came into the business young. Uh, A lot of people equate them to like a Matt and Jeff Hardy uh, kind of-esque when it comes to their rise within the world of professional wrestling, yep. and I think that they, you're, you're right. I mean, they they really took everything that they possibly could within 2018 and ran with it all, and did so very well. So, good choice. I like that one. Yep. Mine's gonna surprise a lot of people, actually. Okay. Um, best tag team for 2018. Uh, is a tag team that kind of came together a little bit in the later part of
0: 2018. Okay.
1: But have worked so well together and are going to take on a tag team for a championship title belts hmm. in January at an Impact Wrestling show. I am talking Phoenix and Pentagon Jr., That tag team collectively coming together, the two of these guys who are amazing on their own to come together and take on LAX at the January Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. I think that these guys for the last part of 2018 have really proven what they can do as a tag team together. And moving into 2019, I think you're going to take over the Industry in tag team wrestling,
0: very interesting. And inside of Impact Wrestling too, that uh, tag team division there seems to have some life kind of breathed into. You have the Rascals as well, you know, mm-hmm. LX uh, rising up again, Pentagon and Phoenix. Yeah, uh, the, the the tag team scene looks. Uh, very good on the impact uh, side of things. So interesting to see what 2019 will hold because we're seeing some changes coming with impact wrestling. I believe there's a new TV contract either in the works or it already has been established. So interesting to see what will happen because impact has really uh, made some noise again this year as well.
1: Oh yeah. Yes, they have.
0: All right. So going that before we take our break here, we're going to go through another pick here and this is for the best faction of the the year of 2018. And my pick is one that didn't take me very long to decide. And it may kind of surprise me not because it's actually tied in with this group. My pick for the best faction of this year is the Elite. Wow. Not the Bullet Club. I am referring to the Elite, which, of course, is Cody, Marty, the Young Bucks, and whatnot because they had again, this is a recurring theme with these guys, had the whole wrestling world talking you know along with the unbox like every promotion, including WWE was interested you know whether there was offering contracts or trying to get them on their show they were the talk with the, the being the elite, the YouTube channel I mean it's just something that, that it's just it's blown up. And, you know, and even the talks with AEW, like it's 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 all kind of tied in together and it's made them the faction to watch for for this year.
1: Very interesting and very good points that you brought out to, uh, to kind of solidify your your choice there. I, mm-hmm. I like that. Um, mine actually comes from the entertainment world okay. of World Wrestling Entertainment. And I would have to say the best faction for 2018 was the Undisputed Era. Going through and winning the Tag Team Championships in NXT to Adam Cole becoming the uh, North American Champion and holding that belt. And just what they did all together. And bringing in a fourth member... Into the fold within 2018, only helping to grow the faction of the Undisputed Era. Mm. Uh, That is why I chose them for Best Faction of 2018.
0: Awesome. And Adam Cole, especially, folks, um, he is somebody to pay attention to coming into 2019. I think that he is really going to make even more noise in 2019 and he's going to be somebody that we're going to be talking about.
1: Oh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about him a lot.
0: Absolutely. All right, Carl, let's take a brief break here and we're going to come back and we're going to go through more of our list here. All right. All right. Okay. We'll see you guys in a few minutes
2: independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands contact Pinned LLC Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry it's your one stop one click online profile and so much more with Pinned you'll receive a full background story photo gallery an interview conducted with you links to all your social media and where you can be booked and yes a 60 second custom television commercial all about you Get more info today. Email pinned.biz at gmail.com. That's pinned.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about pinned. Remember, get connected, get booked, get pinned. Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. This is Vinny Da Vinci here with Joe and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast.
0: All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel here back on Turnbuckle Talk.
1: Yes, we are. And if you have not been listening, you really need to rewind and listen from the beginning of this episode and stop jumping halfway through. Come on, people. We are going through our best and our worst of 2018 in the world of professional wrestling and entertainment. Mm-hmm. We are giving our picks so far, best storyline, worst storyline, best and worst of 2018, best female, best male, best tag team, best faction. And now we come up to, after our break, where we are going to be talking about, and I want to do this one here, All right. the biggest surprise of 2018. I want you to take this one away first, Joe. What is your biggest surprise of 2018 when it comes to the world of professional wrestling and entertainment?
0: Well, first of all, my biggest surprise is that you, you just stole my, my gimmick from me right there. I, mm-hmm. thought, I thought I was going to intro that that bit. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm game for that. My biggest surprise of 2018 is probably going to surprise some people. But for me, I really had to sit down and think about this one. But at the end of the day, for me, the biggest surprise was a non-WWE event selling out a significant venue. And that, of course, is all in at the Sears Center in Chicago. For me, that was the biggest surprise of 2018.
1: A very huge surprise. I believe it was, what, 20 Mm minutes-ish? And the entire thing was sold out. That is almost... like. I I shouldn't say unheard of, but that's like WrestleMania-sized sellout right there when it comes to to the time constraints of people waiting to be able to get tickets for the show. And what is most surprising about that, to me at least, is that we only knew maybe two matches on that entire card before the tickets came out, and they sold out in 20 minutes. Wow. Wow.
0: Yep, a self-funded show essentially sold out. And I believe the majority of us sold actually when we only knew the one match. We knew that Cody and Nick was going to happen, and I believe the majority of the sold out happened even before that second match was announced. That is significant and was the first real shot fired that there was some significant change happening in the professional wrestling business, and that makes my uh, made my choice for a surprise of 18.
1: I am In a similar way when it comes to this pick as well. Now, I might be getting things crossed a little bit here, but I am pretty sure that Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro sold out the Madison Square Garden as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: A non-WWE event. Another non-WWE event selling out what is arguably one of the most famous arenas in the world yep. of Madison Square Garden. Uh, it just again, people, it goes to show you that the WWE is not the only thing out there when it comes to professional wrestling and entertainment. We're looking, Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro, we're looking at what Cody and the Young Bucks self-funded did with all-in making a collective of different companies coming together and different independent wrestling stars coming together. The world of professional wrestling is alive and well at the end of 2018, and this clearly shows it with our biggest surprises.
0: Absolutely. So going from that biggest surprise to biggest disappointment of 2018, And this is actually the second thing on my list here that I've actually called an audible on here, Carl. And for me, the biggest disappointment of 2018 is the declining viewership for WWE Monday Night Raw. Why is it the biggest disappointment? Because this show has literally gone from being the premiere, the weekly show that the self-respecting wrestling fan watched every single week to the point where... Almost over three quarters of a million people aren't watching the show anymore. That is approximately ten, probably about ten times impacts total viewership is not watching Monday Night Raw anymore. To me, that's the biggest disappointment of the year that that show has declined to the point where it is essentially a laughing stock.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you you, you got to really throw in SmackDown there as well. It's getting show is really have have made a huge decline in 2018. Um, yeah, I mean, what more can you really say? The, the numbers tell it all. Mm-hmm. Jargo, that's for you. You're the numbers guy. Yep. You're the guy that looks at the numbers and the statistics. And, and on the last episode, guys, go back and listen to that. He gives some great statistics when it comes to the viewership of, of raw. And when it comes to, you know, how it compares to other companies that are out there, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, really, that's one of the biggest disappointments. You're right. Mine is a little bit different from yours, not as intricate, I guess we could say. Mine is a disappointment coming from the amount of money that was given to the WWE Mm. from Saudi Arabia, Mm. from the Saudi Arabian Prince, and then us getting crap Shows coming from that. Now, I do understand that it does cost to get these people over there and it costs mm-hmm. to pay them and it costs to, you know, bring the equipment and shipping and all of this different stuff and then production. And I understand all of that. But the amount of money that was given should have really equated, I think, at least to a, a better show. These people should have been paid a little bit better money. And said, here, we don't come here very often. Here's, you know, some extra bucks. Go out there. Put everything on the line. Put your heart into everything that you do, like you do every night over in, you know, North America. And show these people what we can do within the WWE. And they didn't.
0: Yeah. It's it's hard to argue against that. And it's, it's um, a logical choice. And uh, this won't be the first time that uh, this particular thing shows up on this list and it, it already has. Yeah. So going from that, Carl, to let's talk about the worst pay-per-view of 2018.
1: And uh, I am going to continue with my rant here for a moment (laughs) then. And we are going to give the worst pay-per-view of 2018. That is going to go to an event that happened over in Saudi Arabia, Mm. paid for by the Saudi and Arabian Uh. prince. Crown Jewel was the worst pay-per-view of 2018. No argument. Drop the mic. We're done.
0: I don't even have to give my opinion on that, folks. I agree 100%. We're moving on (laughs) to the next one. Going from that to the best pay-per-view of of 2018. And for me, this was a no-brainer as soon as I I wrote it down. In my opinion, the best pay-per-view of 2018 is all in. Agreed. For the simple fact that outside of the WWE, it was one of the most talked about at every self-respecting hardcore—and I don't mean hardcore wrestling—I mean hardcore wrestling fan talking about it and wanting to be there. I, I wanted—I I wanted to be at the show, Carl.
1: I did too, you and know? I am uh, like, it, there was so much buildup and yeah. so much hype around this show that if you are a professional wrestling fan and you did not feel excitement and want to be there, there is something wrong with you. Grab the paddles, jumpstart your heart, professional wrestling again, because that is where it was, and I am so upset that I couldn't be there. I I 100% wanted to be there.
0: It was one of those events, Carl, that it it had a little bit um, of, of everything that a wrestling fan would want, even with the uh, the show that uh, Air Paris uh, had down uh, down south, it, it was one of those events where it, uh, it it checked everything off. There there was a little bit of hardcore wrestling, there was a bit of old school uh, wrestling, there was the, the lucha style, you know, good tag team wrestling. It just it it, it was the show that that kept on giving. You know, it, it wasn't perfectly flawless. You know, there there were some little production issues here and there, but I mean for a self funded show, again, this is just a it was a monumental moment in in our business.
1: Unfortunately for this era, I do believe that this is going to be considered a unicorn oh. when it comes to the pay per view scene. Uh, really, I don't. I don't know if there's a way to really top what has been done at the inaugural, and I, I say that with high hopes mm-hmm. that it's the inaugural all in pay per view. Hopefully, we will re- receive. And be able to see a lot more, all in pay-per-views, or even all in style pay-per-views happening in the future.
0: We'll see what happens. So going from that to an interesting one, I think, on this list, and this is best personality that isn't an in-ring wrestler, like not 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 a worker, not a wrestler. Just a best personality when it comes to you know somebody who doesn't work in that ring. And for for me, my pick was one that uh you know there's quite a few candidates here, but I think probably one of the ones that I enjoy the most is Don Callis.
1: Don Callis is an amazing, amazing commentator. I mean, he he does so much within you know impact and and he has really been there and he stepped up and he took in that role yep. and he's really become almost like the Bobby Heenan of color commentary within impact wrestling. And I personally, I love it. Mm -hmm. Not my pick. That's your pick, but I love it. Don Callis. Amazing. Amazing pick
0: for me. How it works is because one of my favorite, uh, in fact, my favorite commentary team of all time was gorilla monsoon, Jesse Ventura. For me, Don Callis feels like a newer version of Jesse Ventura on commentary. And for me, that's why it works. I, I enjoy listening to, there's some other great candidates here, you know, like uh, Mauro Ronaldo is awesome. Ian Riccoboni and, uh, and Cole Bana combined are, are fantastic. But Don Callis, every time he's on uh, commentary, I, I enjoy watching what I'm watching. And that's why he's my pick.
1: For me, my non-wrestling personality for the year of 2018, and you have already mentioned him, Ooh. I went with Ian Riccoboni. Interesting. Just because of how how great he is on the mic with in Ring of Honor, I love it. I love listening to him when he's calling matches. He has really stayed there and become a staple when it comes to the commentary team in Ring of Honor. And he is able to work with absolutely anybody that gets on that mic, whether it is Colt Cabana whether it is Jay Lethal, whether it is uh, Matt Taven, whether it's, uh, you know, anyone else from the kingdom, whether it's, doesn't matter who gets on that commentary team with him. He is able to be the most professional and keep things going in an entertaining fashion. Ian Riccoboni, my choice.
0: Excellent pick. Next category here is one that I actually had to tweak the name on a little bit because, uh, and this is a little wink at you here, Carl. Not Best Debut, this is Best Debut of 2018. But you can word it however you want. For me, the best debut, I'll word it for everybody, was Matt Riddle's debut in NXT. It was one of those things where, and coming from me, somebody who doesn't really like MMA wrestlers, wrestling, and the professional wrestling business, I enjoyed that debut debut. I'll I'll call it the proper thing. And I I enjoy his character, and I thought his debut was one of the best ones of this last year. It was was very well done. I enjoyed it.
1: Because of the way that you worded that to me (laughs) when you sent me this list, I'm not even answering. I don't care. I don't care. No, 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 no. no. Um, For for myself, a little bit of a surprise to people, actually. Um, This person really didn't have that spectacular type of debut with big pageantry and anything like that. But this person's debut into 2018 and coming to the end of 2018, I think has really made a perfect name. Jordan Grace Mm. coming from almost being a non-existent name in 2018, riding all the way through, And essentially the entire year of 2018 was her debut to the world of professional wrestling and every fan out there who has seen her. I have been following Jordan Grace for a couple of years now on social media and I have been so happy with her rise and so happy that she is finally making it into a household name in 2018 and going in further.
0: You know what's really cool for me and how it really connects with me as a Canadian wrestling fan. Right there, she is a Canadian-born wrestler. And she was involved in something that's come up quite a few times in the show. She was involved in All In, of course, and made a big impact there as well. And yeah. she, and I said it right there, in Impact. You know, she's uh, with Impact Wrestling, another Canadian, essentially, wrestling company. So keep it real Canadian, which is always a win for me. Oh, yeah. So going from that one, to best the the not not best wrestler, because we've already kind of went that we went with the best uh, male and female wrestler. I'm talking best in ring worker. Hey! Now this is someone who is a a, a tactician who is a, a very solid worker in the ring and can make their opponents look very good at the same time. Who is your pick for this year, Carl?
1: Rick O'Shea. Mm. 100 percent i went i i i struggled with this one because there are so many names you're looking you know (laughs) names like dalton castle uh you know you're looking kenny omega you're looking cody like you got all these different names that are out there but for myself i i really it boiled down to ricochet uh just what he can do in the ring what he can do outside of the ring what he can do you know, backstage promo work, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, what he can do inside there, he can he can take a wet mop and make that wet mop go over and become the greatest wrestling wet mop there is out there. <laughs> just from the match that he had with that wet mop, it doesn't matter what he takes or what he does or who he's in the ring with. He can make not only himself but the other person look like a million dollars and make it a five-star match.
0: My pick for this category here may surprise quite a few and will actually make a a certain co-host from last week. Very happy. And was actually involved with your boy Ricochet just recently in NXT. My pick for the best in-ring worker in the world of professional wrestling business makes his opponents look like a million dollars while doing the same for himself at the same time tyler breeze is the is the mm. no-brainer pick tyler breeze in NXT is one of the best wrestlers in the world
1: i think what we have to do is really uh, maybe dial it back a little bit here we've got tyler breeze on the main roster we have got tyler breeze prince pretty yes on NXT that I think right there is the difference. Yep. We allow him in NXT to go out there and do what he does best and become Prince Pretty in NXT mm-hmm. as opposed to just a rent a cop something I don't I don't
0: even fashion know police.
1: anymore, yep. right? The fashion police like God, that was terrible.
0: Yep.
1: Bring back Johnny Curtis. Yep. And Prince Pretty let them do their thing in NXT, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I agree. That's an awesome pick.
0: Awesome. Okay, before we go to our break here, Carl, let's get to one more here. And this is an interesting one here because, you know, Back in our, when we first started watching in a real heyday wrestling, there were a lot of wrestling gimmicks out there. And it's something that, uh, I won't say has gone away, but uh, has kind of morphed over the years. But uh, there are still some pretty cool gimmicks out there. So for best wrestling gimmick of 2018. Hey! It's an interesting one for me because this actually comes, again, not from the WWE. This comes actually from an event that didn't even actually happen on land. This happened on a cruise ship, and the best gimmick for me of 2018 is Ashley Remington.
1: Wow. Yeah, like a one-time reincarnation of Ashley Remington coming from, yeah, I'm going to break kayfabe, Dalton Castle. Yep. Came out. Fantastic. 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 Yeah, it, 100% it was. Great pick. I, I like that one.
0: You, you, you had a guy come out. It was, it was on a cruise ship. You have a guy who was like essentially almost kind of like a captain type character. It worked. It was done with uh, with Christopher Daniels who makes his opponents. and one of those guys that makes his opponents look great. It, it was perfect. It was a perfect way to kick off that show. And it was the most entertaining gimmick of this year, in my opinion.
1: And it doesn't always mean that your opinion is right. No. And I'm going to give you the right opinion right now. (laughs) Oh, no. no. And that would come from the mouth of the man herself. I am talking best gimmick happening in 2018 was Becky Lynch taking on this almost stone cold Steve Austin type of persona and calling herself the man. And taken the end of 2018 by storm i hope that they continue with this and allow her to continue further with this gimmick into 2019 Mm -hmm. because i am invested in it and loving it best gimmick 2018 the man becky lynch
0: you know what I, th- I think the most interesting part of that whole thing, Carl, let, let's rewind the clock on Turbuckle Talk here to when we had our, our, our SummerSlam roundtable when we had ourselves, we had Rick Vickery and we had Grill position zone Ryan Bowman and we had talked about this heel possible heel, heel turn with Becky Lynch and how the majority of us felt that it was probably one of the worst things that could happen to her. And look at this, now... You're picking her as the best gimmick. So what a change, and what a turnaround there. Like I say, I, I am impressed, and I won't say that I'm fully, completely sold in the idea, but she has done very well with what she's been given.
1: I believe she has.
0: All right, let's take another break here, Carl, and we're going to come back, and we're going to wrap up our list, and we're going to do a, uh, a special showstopper segment as well. So stay tuned.
1: Tired of mainstream media lies and deception? Need a hard dose of reality? Put on your sunglasses, swallow that red pill, and tune into London Rising, your epic mix of music, news, and freedom. Tune in weekly with me, your host, Gunstar Hero out of London, Ontario, Canada, as I mix up breaking news, hard-hitting commentary, trigger warnings galore, an eclectic, epic slate of unforgettable music tracks including metal, punk, classic rock, country, and even some hip-hop in for good measure. Only on the Podbean Network.
2: This is Michael Melkor, executive editor of thegorillaposition.com and co-host of Going Home with Ryan and Mike. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk.
0: guys big joe and carl kerfell here back on turnbuckle talk
1: yes we are guys we have been going through our list of 2018 mm-hmm. we have run down i'm not going to run through them again here because there is a, mm-hmm. an extensive list yep. that has gone on here we have given our opinions and i'm only going to give you a couple best female best male best tag worst match of 2018 best debut the best non-wrestling personality worst pay-per-view, a whole bunch of different things. We got a few more here for you before we go into our show stopper segment for this week. Let's get right down to it, Joe.
0: Next up, we have Celebrity Appearance of 2018. I'll start off with my pick here. And for me, the best or the most significant celebrity appearance of the year was. The show coming up again on this list, Carl. We have Stephen Amell having a match with Christopher Daniels. He made the biggest impact because not only did he step into the ring, he actually did it extremely well against one of the best talents in the professional wrestling business and even got a kudos from said Christopher Daniels after the match was done. For me, that makes him the best celebrity appearance of the year.
1: Stephen Mel has been in three professional wrestling matches in his lifetime. All three of them, great matches. Two of them, he has won, unfortunately, this one against Christopher Daniels. He lost. It was in singles competition. The other two were in tag team competition in which he won. Great match. Amazing star this guy could be if he decided to leave Arrow and come into the world of professional wrestling, he would be welcomed with open arms, I am sure, and really make a name for himself.
0: Absolutely. What, who, what's your, uh, who I should say who, who is your pick?
1: Who? My pick for Celebrity Appearance of 2018 is from a show that happened that really not a lot of people know about or even were able to see. I'm talking about Someone who had a match against a guy named Nick Gage. There was a death match with David Arquette versus Nick Gage. My pick for celebrity appearance, David Arquette. Man who went through and he held the WCW World Heavyweight Championship for a while. Lots of controversy around that. 100% there is. But this guy decided to get back into the ring and he got into a death match with probably one of the guys who is a master when it comes to death matches. And he put himself out on the line there. Mm-hmm. And really, I think that is the reason why he is my pick for celebrity because he decided to put himself. Into a situation that he didn't have to put himself into, yeah. but put himself into that situation with arguably the best when it comes to death matches, and gave a great show.
0: Yeah, at least personal or you know, celebrity wise in the professional wrestling business, I don't think that there's anybody more polarizing. Then David Arquette when he went uh, yeah. t- to me, like, it, even I, I know that, you know, it was, it was probably planned to happen, but a lot, a lot of wrestling fans are still really better that he held that, uh, the, the, that title. And yeah, I mean, to, to come back and then do something like that. Yeah. He, he, he was definitely talked about. Oh yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, de- definitely a great choice. So going from, from that, to an interesting one here. And this, it, Carl, is the stupid decision made by a Wrestling Promotion in 2018.
1: <sighs> both, I, I, I've got, uh, you know, my one, and then I've got a very close second. Me too, actually. Um, both of mine coming from the WWE. Oh. Okay, my <laughs> biggest stupid decision crown jewel. Yep. Just the entire thing I I I think was ridiculous. Uh you 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 decided just to cater to somebody who is throwing money at you and I think that was the worst decision that you could have done for your company in 2018. A very close second for me though in 2018 within the WWE is going to have to be The direction that the writers took the general manager's positions Mm -hmm. on the show. The very beginning of 2018, when they, you know, had started to bring in the general managers, it worked. And then the writers concocted all of this crazy stuff to happen, which led to changes in general managers. And it, it just really bad decision. It was working and you broke it.
0: Really hard to argue against you on that. My main pick, of course, I mean, it matches yours exactly with Crown Jewel. I mean, a potential PR disaster. It didn't quite get out of hand as as it probably could have and maybe should have. You know, and going along with WWE again, Michael's second pick actually comes very recently on a recent episode of Monday Night Raw didn't sit down and watch this one, which I normally don't do anymore. Anyways, uh, a most recent, uh, or one of the recent episodes of raw done in California. Okay. We know that there's, uh, issues with wildfires and everything going on in California. You had Seth Rollins come out to a revamped version of his intro with burn it down happening several times throughout this intro theme. When you're in a state that is going through wildfires where people are dying, how insensitive can you get people? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, and it's it's crazy, it's crazy. You talk about this different stuff and and, and about you know the insensitivity of, of different things and stuff like that that happens and that stupid stupid decision right. to do it really is. There was no reason why you needed to put burn it down in the intro continuously or not continuously, but several times through there wasn't needed. I'm gonna give my close third when it comes (laughs) to the stupid decisions then and again it comes from WWE and unfortunately I am a fan of this wrestler Mm -hmm. I am a fan of this guy but I'm not a fan of what happened and what I figured the writers made him do and that is Dean Ambrose Mm. wearing a gas mask talking about Roman Reigns and the medical issues that he is going through right now another Worst decision. When you, we had- could, you know what? We could probably go back and forth oh, yeah. with the worst decisions for the yeah. entire rest of the episode. Yeah. But yeah, like for me, what about you? And- Is there a close third for you? Uh,
0: I would definitely agree that the the Roman Reigns, uh, him bring up the, the cancer bit – What's really confusing with that is is you have WWE two repeatedly beating it into our heads. Roman Reigns has leukemia. This is a bad thing. You know they cater to uh, all of these charities about the sick kids, the Susan G. Colemans. and then almost in I think almost even in the next segment, you have one of your top talents then mocking said scenario. I mean, how tone deaf and how ignorant and how. Stupid, can you get, and then at the same time, you had, and I have a tremendous amount, and this is something that Jargo brought up in our last episode. I have a tremendous amount of respect for this man in the world of professional wrestling. Then you have Jimmy Jacobs saying, defending the writing, going, It's hard, it's hard Mm. writing all of this stuff, dude. If if this is the the best that these writers can do, they need to be fired. Like (laughs) Durgo said last week, if this is the best that 26 writers can do, you need to fire them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 26 writers to come up with, let's put a gas mask on this guy and have him mumble through this mask and talk about, you know, somebody's cancer.
0: Yeah. Like with a, a big company that, that has all of these things that they need to worry about, when these writers are coming up to, to Vince or whoever it is and I hand them over, they should be like, get, get the hell out of here with that. You know, you know, like we're, we're trying to cater to, to sick kids. And then what? You want to have a guy come out in a gas mask and make fun of cancer? What? is wrong with you, sir. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, they just say, WWE has become so tone deaf, you know, and, and w- when this Fox deal ends up happening to if they start pulling more of this crap, Fox is going to pull out.
1: Oh yeah, they will.
0: So it, there's some serious new changes that need to happen. We'll be getting to more of that a little bit later, but we need to keep going with this. Best wrestling promotion of 2018, Carl. My pick I'm to start off with is one that I had to think a, l- a little bit about. There were a couple of other close contenders, but my favorite wrestling promotion of this year was Ring of Honor.
1: This will go quick because I am in agreement.
0: You had some of the best matchups. You had some of the best factions. You had some of the best teams. You have Ian Riccoboni and Coco Banner providing excellent commentary week to week. It was cohesive. We had good wrestling matches. It was entertaining. It kept me away from the wwe i was watching i watched more ring of honor in 2018 than i watched of wwe and that makes it my best wrestling promotion and it sounds like for you as well
1: 100 percent it is uh, i couldn't agree more everything that ring of honor did in 2018 kept me hooked the entire year through I, as well, have not watched any WWE except for pay-per-views in quite a while. I have not watched the weekly television programming of Raw or SmackDown. I have watched NXT. I have watched mm-hmm. a little bit of 205. I have watched NXT UK. I have watched some of the other things that the WWE is doing on the network, like with the May Young Classic and, you know, these different uh, tournaments that they've been doing. Amazing stuff coming from that. But... What hooked me and kept me the most was Ring of Honor.
0: Absolutely. Next up, most improved promotion of 2018. I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to have the same pick. Who is your pick for the most improved wrestling promotion this year, Carl?
1: I am probably the same as you when it comes to this. Because really, this promotion was almost dead, and it came back to life. And why did it come back to life? Because this promotion moved to Canada and became so much better and has improved so much more. We are talking Impact Wrestling, 2018's most improved professional wrestling promotion And I'm pretty sure that you would be in agreement.
0: I am in agreement. Impact is the most improved wrestling promotion. They have moved to Ken recently. They're doing the right things with their talent, with their show, with their product, all stop.
1: Drop the mic, we're done. Absolutely. Well, with that
0: one at least. Absolutely. And before we go to our showstopper segment, let's get a real doozy out of the way. The worst wrestling promotion of 2018. I will start off with my pick. For me, it's hard to make this choice. I so loved this company growing up and watching wrestling. But with the shenanigans that they've been pulling lately, I have to pick the WWE as the worst promotion of 2018. Now the hate mail comes towards me now.
1: (laughs) The hate mail will come towards both of us because I... I have to tweak mine a little bit just so that I don't misconstrue anything. (laughs) The main roster stuff with the WWE has been subpar Mm. at best. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it the worst for me within 2018. With that said, that does not include 205 Live. that does not include nxt or nxt uk that does not include the stuff with the may young classic or any of these other tournaments that have happened i will even go as far as saying that that does not include the mixed match challenge because Mm -hmm. i found some of that stuff entertaining it was able to go through and i was uh, for a while, I was I was actually invested in it until injuries started happening, and then different people coming in and taking spots and stuff like that. I, I wasn't, uh, you know, a huge fan of that. But for a while, I was really enjoying the mixed match, mixed match challenge. That's a tongue twister that hmm. neither one of us can even say. Mixed match challenge. I was enjoying that as well. So really, it's only main roster stuff within the WWE that makes it the worst promotion for myself.
0: Yeah, I think one of the only, uh, you know, like you had said, outside of the NXT and the other tournaments, everything that happened, fantastic. But, you know, the one, I think, positive thing we can take away from the the main roster, what you had just mentioned, it gave us the birth of the seven-second dance break. Oh. So let's take a brief break here, Carl, and we're going to come back with our final segment for this week. We are going to talk about not just WWE, but the professional wrestling business as a whole, where we see it going for the next year of 2019. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Big Joe of the and the Roar Network here with a very important message. If you're hearing this right now, this prime piece of real estate can be yours. That's right, your product, service, show, or whatever you need to bring attention to can be done right here on this very podcast or any of our shows here on the Roar Network. But that's not all. A host of other sources can also be yours. Communications, news releases, video editing and production, any number of public relations and marketing services are available for the asking contact us at the gorilla position one at gmail.com today to find out how we can help you grow your audience your booking your attendance and your business
2: What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? This is Jargo. This is the RBV, Rick Vickery. We're from the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast right here on the Roar Network, and you're listening to our favorite Canadians, Joe and Carl, on Turnbuckle Talk.
0: I can't believe we just put over
2: Canada. Yeah, it's just for Joe and Carl, man. Nobody will ever hear this.
0: Guys, Big Joe and Carl Carrafello here back on Turnbuckle Talk. Let's get to our show stopper segment for this week, Carl. Let's talk about what we see happening to the professional wrestling business going forward into 2019. I think I'll let you start off this one on this one.
1: This will be, ladies and gentlemen, our final show stopper segment of 2018. Going into 2019, what do we see happening to the world of professional wrestling? I personally see it going up and up and up as long as we continue on this trend of independent wrestling promotions working together to make a collective professional wrestling I don't even want to say company because it's not just one company but a a professional Mm -hmm. wrestling collective between all the companies coming together even if they're not always together but coming together for different shows and really giving the people what they want and that is good professional wrestling now on last week's episode jargo had talked about and and kind of said you know like everybody compares everything to the attitude era yeah will we ever get it back to that i doubt it no. we really i know we, we're really never going to but i think that we can really see a rise in the number of people that are going to watch the independent shows we're going to really see a rise in the number of signs that we see at shows that people are actually making and not just being given and handed as they come in through the gate to go into an arena. Yeah. But I think we're really going to see people start to, you know, embrace professional wrestling once again and start wearing the clothing once again and start wearing the, you know, the bullet club shirts and the elite shirts even more wearing our sponsor collar and elbow brand, Mm -hmm. wearing more of their stuff, wearing, you know, more, uh, from pro wrestling com, right? Like a lot of these different independent wrestlers and promotions are going to take 2019 by storm and really make a headway for professional wrestling.
0: I like a lot of what you said there. And since you mainly focused on the independent promotions and what could potentially happen with that, I'll leave that aspect of alone. I'm going to, for what I want to talk about, is focus on the WWE stuff. Now, when we recorded with Jargo, it was right before Monday, it was the day before Monday Night Raw, where Vince was going to come out, and he was going to do something. Now, we had speculated that it could be something as minor as him firing Baron Corbin, or I had speculated something as minor as doing a seven-second dance break. Or it was something as big as Vince possibly stepping down and letting others run the company well <clears throat> nothing none of that happened, yeah, okay, so we had a chance for for Vince and everybody to kind of kind of set that tone so close to the end of the year. you know what they did essentially was they said that yeah, yeah, we hear you. Uh, they 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 really took the opportunity there to really kind of mock Baron Corbin there. Oh, yeah, we hear what you're saying. The fans are booing you and nobody cares. We don't care. Um, you know, we hear you. We're going to make some changes. We're going to give you what you want. And then after all of that transpired, they kept doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: going forward for WE in 2019, I just, I'm concerned that not a whole lot is going to change.
1: Nope.
0: Because everything that they've done, you see throughout our whole list of the, uh, go back and, and look at our list for this episode. A lot of it is all of the positives have come from outside of the WWE with a few exceptions. And the majority of the negatives have come from, they stem from the stupid decisions that the WWE insists on making Regardless of what the where they are or what the situations are going are they're just they're completely ignorant they don't it's 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 so bad to the point where I really worry that by the end Jargo really worried this well because as far as we know the the Fox deal is probably likely a five year television deal there's no guarantee that that will be renewed and if WWE doesn't have a TV contract, that's a big chunk of their money gone. And if they don't have that, then they're in real trouble.
1: Yeah. Like I had alluded to or said earlier, uh, that's what Jargo does. He's really the, the statistics guy and he's really got his, His brain is wired to really do and understand all of that. Mine, not so much. Mine is just an unopinionated, unfiltered brain that just spews whatever. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, you're right. I mean, WWE really is going to need to uh, do something when it comes to making 2019 a, a better outcome for themselves in the world of professional wrestling unless they don't care about the professional wrestling aspect of things anymore and they're only worried about the entertainment a- aspect of things and even then given 2018 I am not finding them very entertaining mm. either right now yeah it's, it's it's very interesting how we could have two you know similar yet very different views on the outcome for 2019 with professional wrestling.
0: You know, at the end of the day for me, when it comes to everybody other than WWE, they've made that clear distinction to professional wrestling. That's fantastic. They just need to keep, keep it on doing their thing. WWE, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, the, the writing, we have too many people doing that. At, at, at the end of the day, the big thing that needs to happen, and I've stated this before, and I know it sounds like a, a kind of rant and I hate on him, Vince needs to go away now. This XFL thing is happening. Let him go over there. Focus on that. And for the love of God, because we know a lot of these major decisions everything, Vince has the final say. So he's seeing that, okay, yeah, we want to put Burn It Down 10 times in the song when we're in California where people are dying from fire. We were going to go over to uh, Saudi Arabia and do this very questionable show that nobody wants to see and nobody cares about. Somebody else needs to be that final say because obviously Vince doesn't have the right mindset anymore.
1: I mean, with, when it comes to that, let's just hope that, uh, you know, the XFL really does kind of take a little bit of a yep. uh, cult following, so to speak, and that Vince really does not have time for the WWE anymore and really does pass that on to mm. someone else. Even if it's not Triple H that he passes it on to, you know, I'm going to throw this name out there, Road Dogg. Mm has an amazing mind for the business. Allow Road Dog to be that guy because he's always in, gr- in gr- the gorilla position with, yes, yeah. with Vince, right? Yeah. He's always right there. He's almost like – seems as though he's like Vince McMahon's right-hand man when mm-hmm. it comes to everything. Let him take the reins on the main roster promotions – and allow him to make those final decisions while Vince goes off and does his stuff with the XFL. Um, will it happen? Probably not. Vince McMahon always wants to have his hand in everything. And I, I get that. He built this empire. It, it's going to be hard for him just to be like, uh, yeah, I'm done. Somebody else take over now while I work on this project. Uh, I I don't think that I would even be able to do that. That Mm -hmm. would be something very difficult to do. So I understand Vince's position on that. I get it. Uh, But yeah, something needs to change for the WWE, at least on their main roster promotions, Mm -hmm. for them to take 2019 by the reins and really run.
0: It's like Vince almost kind of needs to have like an intervention here's my idea as crazy as it sounds you get vince you put him in a room you put him in a chair you strap him down to that chair you wire his eyes open and you force him to watch every episode of monday night raw from 2018 and maybe then he'll see what's going on possibly (laughs) (laughs) you know because it's been terrible you know like i had said Earlier in the show, Raw has gone from being the premier show that every wrestling fan watched. We talked about it in school. You know, it was, hey, did you guys watch Raw and see what happened? To now, it's the laughing stock of the professional wrestling business.
1: You're right. It is. And unfortunately, unless something changes that's just how it's going to be.
0: And luckily for us, things are changing outside of the WWE. And like you had mentioned, 2019 is going to be the year that the independent promotions, whether they be as a whole with this all thing, which is still something that's a possibility. That's going to be the main thing that we're talking about. 2019 is going to be all of that. And it's going to be exciting to watch. I'm looking forward to it. I am too. All right. So let's end off the episode here, Carl and, Let's hear from our sponsors.
1: Definitely our sponsors. We have at this very moment two amazing sponsors. We have hypeCityvapers.com. If you're a vapor like myself, you can get yourself some amazing, high quality, great tasting flavors from HypeCityVapors.com. Go to their website and use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and get 15% off your entire order as well. Our amazing sponsor, collar and elbow We are the first Collar and Elbow sponsored podcast, and we are happy and proud to say that we are the first ones. We are so thankful to them for everything that they have done, especially for us in the year of 2018. Go and check out the amazing products they have at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. You can find the link to them on all of our social media platforms, When you are there, use promo code JKpodcast and get yourself 10% off your entire order.
0: And of course, to listen to our podcast, you can find us on our original home at Podbean. You can also find us on Google Play Music and Google's podcasting app. As well, for you Apple people, you can find us on iTunes, as well as the majority of all those other podcatchers out there. And of course, you can find us at thegorillaposition.com as part of the Roar Network, where you can find other shows like Hitting the Marks with Jargo and Rick, as well as Going Home with Ryan and Mike, and all of our other shows there as well. So make sure and check all of them out.
1: That's right, guys. So now, from us here at Turnbuckle Talk, we want you to go and follow us on our social medias Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all. TB Talk Pod. That is where you can find us. TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, I know from myself, and I'm sure that I can speak for Big Joe here as well, we want to thank you so much for the amazing following that you guys have given to us here in 2018. This is Christmas Day, and you are listening to Big Joe and Carl Carafel on Turnbuckle Talk. We wish you a very Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus, whatever it is that you go through and celebrate during this time. Happy holidays. Best wishes from all of us here.
0: That wraps it up for 2018, Carl. We will see you guys in 2019. Have a good one. Ciao.
2: This is Ryan Bowman, editor in chief of thegorillaposition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk with Joe and Carl.
0: So uh, Audacity is up and functional. Skype is cooperating for the time being and not being a knob. Get all your uh, your burps and your farts and your sneezes out of the way now.
1: I make no guarantees. Already. Uh, I knew that you had chose Cody, so I'm like, you know what? Nope. I'm yeah. gonna go Cody. I'm gonna I'm gonna freak <laughs> you out a little bit. <laughs>
0: that was good. Yeah. Not like off-guard is be like, uh, before you said my pick, seven-second dance party. Yeah, right. I I, I, yes, I, so I, I surprised, surprised um, Jargo with that because he wasn't expecting that. They read the beginning and I got him again with it uh, when we came back from the break, eh?
1: Yeah, you got him halfway through, yeah. yeah.
0: 2018 is almost finito.
1: <sighs> I finished out uh. with the happy Festivus.
0: It's a Festivus for the rest of us.
1: That's right.
0: Or crazy. Kwan- I know that
1: everybody celebrates Christmas. <laughs> crazy
0: so. Kwanzaa, or uh, happy Hanukkah, or uh, a solemn Ramadan. Uh.